I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Welcome to Brizzy Atlantic. We are your hosts, web designer Ross Barber. And singer-songwriter Marcia Novelli. This week, we are joined by LA-based singer-songwriter Keaton Simons. Keaton's enjoyed international recognition for his music while on major labels Maverick and CBS Records, and he's also had success in the hip-hop world as a writer, musical director, singer, bassist, and guitarist, with notable acts like Snoop Dogg, Norris Barkley, uh, and he's also performed on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno and uh, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, and his music's featured on Sons of Anarchy, Malcolm in the Middle, and many more. Uh, we're excited to chat with Keaton uh, about what he's got coming up. So, uh, hey, how's it going? Hey, great, man. Howdy. I wonder if you're hearing uh, my giant dog breathing right here in the fish here. Aww, oh, what's her name? Her name is Bentley, and that's, that's a picture of her in a, in a tutu <laughs> up there, a, a painting. Who did it? Who did the painting? Was that you? Um, it, no, it's actually a, a, a friend who started as a fan of mine. Oh, no way. She, yeah, she um, usually paints, you know, just horses, I think. And she's yeah, like, yeah. It's like, I don't usually do things this whimsical, but I, she was inspired <laughs> to do it from a, fo- from a photograph. Isn't that great when, like, a friend becomes a fan or a fan becomes a friend? Oh, yes. Yeah, That's man. wonderful. It's the best. It's the best. So, Keaton, right off yeah. the bat, tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Oh, boy. Um, well, Besides like the love of your dog. Music, right, exactly. <laughs> I like to play music. Um, what else? I like, I like to ex- experiment with new things. I like to experience new things. I like to try like different foods and stuff like that. I love to travel. Um, what else? I feel like I'm on a dating site or something. <laughs> Not that I maybe you are. <laughs> we got. I got a whole idea for a different show. There we go. I like it. Um, uh, yeah, and that, that's. I don't know. I don't know what else. So okay, Keaton, tell us. Uh, I know this is a broad question, but what's the major label experience like? Because a lot uh, of people yeah. don't know what it's like. <laughs> that is kind of a broad experience. I mean, I think the, the the main misconception about the major label experience is that it's somehow the end of a of a journey when it is really the very beginning of a, mm. a journey. And also, I think you know, because kind of people tend to think like, oh, I, I got signed now, I've made it. Like this is I'm over the hump, but mm. you are nowhere near. You're at the very bit bottom of the hill, you know. <laughs> and uh, and that's the thing that I, I I understood that I knew that because I grew up in a in an entertainment industry family so I understood kind of how those things worked but still it, you can't really prepare yourself for just how little of a difference it can make sometimes really? so, yeah I mean it That's can make it can make a tremendous difference in, in certain ways and also it depends on the artist it really does so much I mean if you're if you're 
like a pop artist, you know, pop dance, like where you're going to be lip syncing your live performances and it'll be choreographed and so on and so forth. It might be a different experience. There's not going to be as much grassroots. You know, you won't be like touring solo acoustic for a few years <laughs> exactly. before you get, you know. <laughs> so in that sense, the major label experience would be different. But for someone like myself, um, it's just it, it was it's interesting how little of a difference it can make. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, especially in today's, I hate saying it, but today's day and age, it's like mm-hmm. you can really cut out the middleman, like with crowdfunding and just direct to fan. It, it, and I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, I mean, it's, it's become a really different thing than it was maybe 10, 15 or 20 years ago. Right. You know what I mean? Which I think is an exciting thing. I mean, there's a lot of oversaturation, yeah. but, you know, we, we all have a, uh, an opportunity that maybe we all didn't have before, you know? Totally. Well, if, to me, there's, there's nothing wrong with oversaturation because it ultimately just really raises the bar. That's true. You know, it's, it's, it's true in, in every That's respect, true. you know, whenever there's enough, because, I mean, I, you don't even have to treat it competitively to reap no. those benefits. You know, I think that we all, especially like as independent artists, um, the way that we're able to raise each other up, not just by, by inspiring each other to be better, but also to really support each other directly is, is one of the strongest things about today's music industry. Yeah, I love that. I know Ross and I are both strong supporters of the idea that we are not in competition. We are right. here to work with one another. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like thinking of that. No, no competition, you know. Absolutely. It's silly. Yeah. There's enough room for everyone. Just, yeah. I think just, you know, quality over quantity you know, is well, important absolutely. to keep in mind. Indeed. You know, well, you talk about the major label experience, too. I, I'm going to get these numbers wrong, but I, I heard somewhere that it's, I think, 7% of artists that are signed to major labels ever have their record actually released. released. It's something, I know it's around that. So. And then it's something even smaller that actually the, the record's actually successful. It's yes, like, exactly. like 2% or 3%, maybe like even less. Of those 7%, yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's um, amazing. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The majority of people who get signed to major label, the experience is they get signed and then they get dropped before their album comes yeah, out. Yes, their exactly. album gets put on a shelf yeah. and, and, and then they're gone. Before and then you can't that. release it because they paid for it. Exactly. Some people do it for free. Okay. Some people leak it, which I think is smart. I've you know? done, I've, I have found my way creatively. Yeah? Well, tell us, first. tell us a little bit about that. How oh, you no, no, I mean, just by. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to get controversial here. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. No, it's just, it, it really is just like, you know, champagne problems kind of thing. Like, yeah, right, right. Hey, listen, if somebody comes after me, if I've sold enough records that somebody's going to come after me, then I'm doing something right. I was going to say, you got to let them, yeah. <laughs> well, how did, you, how did you start collaborating with some hip-hop artists? Like, you've worked with some really legitimate names in, in yeah. the industry, you know? And how is that also different from the blues rock music that you kind of initially found success in? Well, you know, I actually, I before I became a solo artist, I was playing with a lot of hip-hop artists. So that was really? actually kind of the beginning of my uh, professional music career. I very first started playing my own original music with friends um, in an original band in L.A., but that was when I was like, started when I was about 17, 16, mm-hmm. 17. Um, and then through that band, actually, through a friend of mine, met Trey Hardson from The Far Side, which is one of the greatest hip-hop groups of all time. And I was already a huge fan of The Far Side. He was looking to uh, start a solo project, and he and I did it together when I was starting when mm-hmm. I was about 19. So uh-huh. that's that's kind of how. And then through Trey, I met so many other people, including all the Black Eyed Peas, and uh, yes. you know, got hooked up with Snoop Dogg and played Night Show with him, and all you know, just that's crazy. That whole world, I, I got into it that way. And then 
all the while I was putting my own project together, learning from my experience of, you know, touring and recording, producing, writing and musical directing for all these different bands. And, uh, and when I made that transition, it was really interesting because a lot of the artists that I, that I supported didn't even know that I was a singer songwriter. <laughs> and so they were like, when I, when I told them I got signed to Maverick, like I had to say like, guys, I'm so sorry. Like I'm not going to have time to like do the band anymore because I just got signed to a Warner Brothers. <laughs> and they're like, for what? Like they thought I was like some guitar, is going to be some guitar tapping shredded yeah. record or uh, could you explain a little to us what musical direction is? Because I think what we hear that, but a lot of people director. don't know. I don't mm. completely know myself what being a musical director is for other artists. Well, you know, I mean, honestly, it, it varies. I'm sure there is a, 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 a rigid definition for it that I just haven't adhered to, mostly because okay. the majority of musical direction I've done has been in the world of independent hip-hop music. Okay. So, so um, but no, musical director is basically like another another term for band leader. Oh, so okay. it's 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 the person who is who assumes the responsibility to make sure that everybody knows their parts. Um, it can also you know go into like tour management as well. The way that it applied to me because we didn't we you know I wasn't playing with you know the majority of artists that I was playing with, even though they were very popular hip hop artists, they still weren't signed to major labels or had million dollar budgets. You know we weren't touring on buses and and private jets and stuff like that. So I assumed the responsibility also to make sure that I advanced the shows, that I you know smoothed over any <laughs> any rough edges or uh, miscommunications. And uh, and kind of you know played the role of tour manager as well. But for me, musical director was just about basically like I I was kind of the one that was in charge of the music, making sure everybody knew their parts and how to play it and help facilitate communication and all that stuff. So um, I know you're going on tour very soon. Yeah, it's pretty damn soon. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit where you're playing uh, and what people can expect from, from the upcoming tour. That becoming sure. Um, well, it'll be a combination of venue shows and some private shows. I've really been enjoying doing very intimate private shows, either at um, you know some sort of some sort of private space or even in a person's home. It's it's really been an incredible experience for me doing doing that after spending so long playing venues, bars, clubs, and and theaters and stuff, um, especially the venues and bars and clubs, because I'm sure you know how it, it is sometimes to be to be playing. Especially bars. Know, it can be so hard, man. It can just be, it can be wonderful, but it can be so hard. And there's something amazing to me about the intimacy of a small group of people, no amplification whatsoever, if I can help it. Um, mm. You know, just me and a guitar and, and, and everyone there. And that's you know, it. It does help to build a thick skin though, playing in front of a bunch of people that don't care. Without but, a doubt. But it's funny because a lot of people we've had on the show recently have been mentioning house shows and just how, um, like, not one person has said something negative about it. You no, know, yeah. even if they're playing for a handful of people, they say, like, those people end up supporting them more than, like... Because they're, they're more engaged, they're more invested, I think, than awesome. people that are in a, in a bar. Yeah. Um, and just um, when you mentioned that, that you prefer to play without amplifi amplification in, a, like, a house show, um, a band that I really enjoy called Paper Airplanes or a duo... Um, I went to see them in a, it was, it wasn't a bar, but it was a really, really small bar and only like 30 people fit in there. Yeah. But at the end of their set, they completely unplugged and they walked into the middle of the room and they just performed this song acapella, well not acapella, sorry, uh, unplugged. Unplugged. Just, um, just completely unplugged and everyone in the room 
sang along and it was just that moment was such a it was a very very special moment and I imagine that's the kind of moment that you probably have a lot of at the house shows I Um, do and I've I've actually I've had some really amazing moments like that at larger venues oh I'm sure of course like uh, uh, my dear friend Pat McGee who I've done a lot of touring with he makes a habit of ending his shows by walking into the audience completely unplugged and finishing off there so any every show I've done with him the la- the first one that comes to mind is our last show in Chicago at City Winery which is a gorgeous gorgeous venue they even have a little uh, stage right in front of the sound uh, sound booth so that you can do exactly that and no it's way. so cool yeah so it's I mean and that was however many hundreds of people so it was pretty <laughs> sweet you know well, speaking of friends, am I right to say you know Tyler Hilton and Tara yes, Naomi? Of course. Yeah, right. we've had oh. both of them on the show. They're friends of us, uh, friends of the show. Do you guys? Do you guys have any funny, weird, crazy, maybe not so crazy stories? That sure possibly with them. Uh, I, I don't know how crazy of stories. We you can make it up. It's okay. I mean, funny we, we won't tell anyone. <laughs> well, Ty, uh, Tyler, I've I've toured with him quite a bit, and we actually originally met on Maverick. He was just just oh, a kidding. boy. He was I think he was seventeen when I when I first met him, and, uh, and it's it's been awesome to to you know be friends with him and watch him through his career and just yeah. kind of grew up as a, as a as a person and as an artist. It's, yeah, it's cool. yeah. It's late. Uh, he just dropped a new record. It's it's really really good. Oh yeah, no, okay, really yeah. You won't hear anything bad from from Tyler. Right. Uh, but so so uh, his dad was driving driving the uh, the Sprinter, and we're all in there, and everybody's just hanging, and we're doing. <laughs> and we got some guitars out, we're playing, and everybody turns turns to me and goes, "All right, like we got to pee, but you need to say to Bob." To pull over because you because this is your initiation, and I'm like I was like oh man, and I'm sitting there going because I didn't even I was like I'm the last person to to do that like I, I if anyone else is doing then I'm okay I'm me too maybe but I like I'm not gonna be that dude, and so they're like you gotta be that dude like that's like this is your you know I'm right of passage here. So I figured out a way to do it, and I kind of tiptoed around it and sugarcoated it. Like I was like, uh, "Hey, Bob, uh, uh, how do we handle the urination situation?" <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> and everybody just busted up laughing, and we and oh, that was wonderful from then on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you also have a live album that's coming out soon in the next I few do. months. I do indeed. And uh, am I right to say you get a free download of Masterpiece? That is correct. You get okay. the masterpiece right now. Go to my SoundCloud. That's awesome. Yeah. So, what made you what made you want to do that? And what do you see the benefits in giving something away for free versus uh, charging some money for it? Because there's a debate on that. Yeah, no, there is a debate on it, and I think that it needs to uh, be in balance. You know, mm-hmm. just like anything else, I think if you're giving everything away for for free, then then there is the possibility of you kind of devaluing yourself. Yes, exactly. Um, Oh, you know, at least you're setting a precedent saying this has no value. It's free, you know? <laughs> um, but it's not. But if if you keep it in balance, then it doesn't become an issue of value. Then it becomes I'm I'm giving it for free because I want. I would love to give everybody, you know, music for free. But yeah. there's there's a reason why you know I, like, you know, I'm sure that the person who made my television would love to give it away for free if they could too. <laughs> right. it, it, it costs more money. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, Right, it costs money to make it. It got you know all that stuff. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm always I'm for it, but it needs to be done 
imbalance, you know? Exactly. I, I mean, I, I, <clears throat> my voice is cracked like a prepubescent boy. That's okay. I just turned 13 last week, guys. So it's okay. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, actually, I'm with you. I actually, per, per, like, from a personal level, I, I, I give away a song for free off my album, but not the whole album. So it's kind of a balance, you know? Yeah. But I think people who may not have, you know, known of me or have even bought my album maybe from that they're listening to my music and, you know and someone else hears it that never would have heard it or but also another thing just i'm not sure if you do this or something to keep in mind they get it for free but in exchange for an email address yeah, that happens. they're not oh, paying yeah. money but i'm getting an email that i might send in out, out, out uh, mail i can't speak send out a mailing list one day, you know? <laughs> no exactly yeah. but i mean that's the thing you know if you have if you have a good balance of all of those things if you yeah. have Things that are available for sale, things that you're just giving away for free because because you want your fans, because you appreciate exactly. your fans, and exactly. you want you want to give gifts. That's what I want. Yeah. Time. And then things where it's like, here you get this free, but in exchange for an email. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, like there's different ways to pay for things than just money. Absolutely. You know, there's like different exactly. ways of exchanging, and also you're probably not going to give a brand new album away for free. You know what I mean? But maybe. An album that's two, three years old or something. I mean, it's, it, it all depends. You know, well, I guess you, you can, yeah. Because <laughs> if there's some, I mean, you know, you might not, like, a lot of times the album is just kind of the way to get people to hear your music so they come and see the show. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's how, you know, because yeah, for yeah. me, I, I want people to buy my records, but I, I'd i rather have them at the show. Exactly. Think, you know. Well, because there's more intangible things, like, like when you come down to actually making a, uh, money off your music, I mean, it, it's harder to... Like you can't get a digital T-shirt or a digital hoodie. You know what I mean? Or you can't. I mean, it's something about meeting the people in, directly on both ends of the spectrum. You awesome. know what I mean? So, yeah, cool, man. Very cool. I love getting your your uh, your side on that. Um, Ross, I know Ross wants to know. I'm going to speak for Ross here because I know Ross wants to know if you have if there's any funny things about performing on television. Oh man, performing on television is 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 hilariously is weird. It? In general. Well, yeah, I can just. I mean, yeah, I imagine it would be weird. Because they're all they're all different. Like I've done, I've performed on television in in a number of different contexts. Okay. You know, there's the there's the kind of um, like just the other day, myself, my mother, and my stepfather took over Good Morning San Diego. Are you serious? At, <laughs> okay, at, at the station that they That's based awesome. the movie Anchorman from. No way. <laughs> so that experience was quite different from the Tonight Show. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah. And uh, and but you know in general. When you get, like, I grew up in a, in a film and television family, and the kind of community and family that gets created when you make a TV show, it's almost like a summer camp or like a school, you know, grade trip when you go away with your class or something like that. It's there's a great bond that happens between everybody, and when you kind of enter into that community of people, it can be really fun because you see all the little dynamics and everybody's got their jokes and their their, their bits, and you know, usually they're they're glad you're there. Um, usually (laughs) (laughs) with, uh, you know, for certain shows like the tonight show, the first time I did the tonight show was with Snoop Dogg and I was young. I was, I think it was 2001 and, uh, yeah. And we got there, they sent a car, very fancy schmancy. I was like, Oh yeah. You know, 
going to bring me to the studio. You know, I had to wake up early, got there at like 7.30 in the morning or something, went, did like one little kind of sound check rehearsal, and then spent the rest of the day, like spent like seven hours just waiting for this moment, you know, <laughs> and start to get all nervous and crazy. Snoops <laughs> in the bus, smoking million joints, and I don't you know, he's got armed guards outside of the, the, you know, dressing room and stuff, and then you're waiting around all day long, you know, and I'm trying, there's all this different food around. I'm like, I don't want to just eat and be all stuffed and every play and be full of food, you know? And then all of a sudden they go, all right, guys, here we go. Like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. They rush you downstairs. You get to the thing and they're like, right, three, two. And then the <laughs> thing opens and there's everybody's there. And there's like, you just start playing. And it, it's that first time I was like, Oh, man, my heart was racing when the mo- the moment yeah. when that curtain opened. Um, yeah, so I love it. Yeah, it's fun. It's it's a it's definitely it's definitely a thrill. But for me, the cool thing is, um, you know, it's a nostalgic thing for me because I remember growing up on sets where on shows that my dad was producing or that my mom was was working on, and uh, and just kind of being a part of that family. It's really fun. That's awesome. Speaking of television, like. Do you have some advice to musicians who want to get their music on a TV show or in a movie, and as well as uh, that maybe someone who's thinking about collaborating with someone, um, particularly outside of their regular genre? Yeah. You know, what uh, kind of advice would you have to them? Well, in general, I just advise people to be open-minded and enter into any collaborative situation um, with a mutual, mutually respectful, you know, intention. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, of course. Like, like there's... It, um, it's the same thing for me with my tattoos. I have a bunch of tattoos and I wouldn't go into a tattoo shop and say, Hey, I want this exact thing and it has to look exactly like this and blah, blah, blah because you know, this is a, a collaborative experience here. I I want what I, and what I really would want is to go to a person to find an artist, which I have found, you know, um, the main artist that I go to, his name is Mike DeVries. He's incredible. Uh, but find an artist that I really love and just say, what you know? What inspires you? Like, show me your heart and soul um, in your artwork, because that's what I'll be proud to to wear myself, and and find the connection there. And it's the same thing with collaborating on music. You know, regardless of genre, all of those things can go out the window if you're open minded. I, I just I did a session uh, last night, such a fun session with a good friend of mine who, uh, his name is Andre, but he goes by the name Mogwai. He's a really, really popular DJ from Germany, but tours all over the world. And, you know, different kind of experience. It's not two guys sitting down with a guitar, right? you know, and, but so great, so much of the knowledge. I mean, he's there night after night, just watching huge crowds of people and seeing what they react to, right, exactly right. what does what, and learn so much from him, you know. And then I can provide all the all the music, you know, the musical stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. I, I feel like I'm on the same wavelength as you. I love it. Yes, you got totally. a very, you got a, such a great positive energy, man. It's it's really Thanks. infectious. Thanks, very man. much. And, and just uh, the first thing I asked there, uh, just going about how, how you would go about getting you know a song on on tv like obviously you get a licensor but there are situations where that doesn't happen you know like how, how did you go about kind of getting music in, on tv well i see i've i've got a kind of a bit of an unfair advantage at the start for that particular thing because i grew up in a, in a family that's right right so so because of that my music was able to get to 
the people on those shows. It didn't. It didn't get the music on the no, show. No, no, no. It just got the music to the people. That's okay. It's kind of like but, connection does help. Absolutely. So if, anyway, either, I mean, if you don't have it, try to make those connections, right? I mean, precisely. I always yeah. say, you know, be, if you if if there's a venue that you really want to play that you love or something like that, go hang out there. Like, exactly. you know, don't be obnoxious about it. <laughs> go get to get to know everybody there. Like, do like really find find that community, find your place in it. Don't force your place in it. But yeah, I was just gonna it. say, being genuine is important, of course, and I, being it's, yourself. You it's know, essential. Yeah, that yeah. is essential. But. You know, that's the way a lot of people, There's a, there are quite a few huge artists who are, have sold many, many records who have worked the door at Hotel Cafe. Like right, that. right. Because it's, a, it's just, that's the community. They weren't doing it to, to you know, to leech onto anything. It was genuine, yeah. but it's, that's, that's how a lot of it happens sometimes. It's kind of be there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. But, cool. But also, just keep making, just keep making music. There's so many ways to get music out there. Uh, you know that it, it's hard to know what works and what's going to work from one day to the next. I think the more creative you can be, the more prolific you can be. You certainly are always increasing your chances of uh, of, of success. I love it. Absolutely love it. So, Keaton, yes. are you ready for twenty questions? Oh sure. Okay. This is yeah. <laughs> Ross, do you want to start off? I'll start. All right. Coffee or tea? Oh, man, both, but coffee with <laughs> Okay. Meat or veggies? Why, why are you asking me questions as both things? I, Make me happy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> CD or vinyl? Vinyl. But I don't even have a record player, but I'd rather listen to vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Summer or winter? Summer. Canada or Scotland? Never been to Scotland. I love Canada. I've been there and I love it. Nice. So I, I mean, I can't. I can't fairly say. You can't. You have to say where you've been. Canada. <laughs> I'll say this like Ross, just for fun. Twitter or Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. Um, Twitter or Facebook. Let me see. That was much better than yours, Marcio. <laughs> the Twitter yeah, that wasn't that better. bad. Come on, uh, Marcio. Yours was just terrible. <laughs> Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Um, Twitter or Except- Facebook. Uh, Twitter. Okay, cool. Stevie Wonder or Aretha Franklin? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) God, I immediately have, like, such good arguments for each one in my head. Who's Um, winning? Who's winning the fight? Who's winning? Stevie Wonder just won the fight. He won. How about for Breaking Bad or Homeland? Breaking Bad. I've never seen Homeland. Oh, hands down. And I know Brian Cranston very well because he starred on the show Malcolm in the Middle. My dad produced that show. Shut I up. You serious? But Brian Cranston, he's like seriously. He's awesome. Dead, dead serious. That's he, a, is he that, is he is he a deep, like pretty awesome person? Incredible, one of my favorite people in the world. No so, kidding. Just so, oh yeah, an, that's amazing, awesome. Amazing guy. I love him to death. He put me in. He was directing an episode of of Malcolm, and he put me. In the in the episode. No way! I'm gonna have to look <laughs> this up now. <laughs> I'm singing a. It's an episode where the kids go to vandalize a billboard and they're getting busted, so they kind of turn it around and make it like a political statement. Right, right. For uh, human rights. <laughs> so I play this folk hippie singer who sings a song about the guys being so righteous and and uh, making a stand. That's amazing. Cool. I've I've not watched much of Malcolm in the Middle, but it's something we're planning on getting the box set and watching all of. So I'm oh. going to have to remember that episode and look out for you. There you go. One degree separation from Brian Cranston now. I you just made my day, so we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Indie or major? Indie. American Dad or Family Guy? Uh, American Dad, because my, my buddy Mike Barker is one of the creators of that. No show. way! Shut <laughs> up! Oh, yeah. Seriously! So I've, had, I've had music on American Dad. I believe you. This is crazy. You've had, you've had music on American Dad. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, my song Misfits played. I don't know if you've seen the episode where uh, it's the, the, I think they call it a pig party or something, where Roger gets invited to this fraternity yeah. party because he yeah. thinks he's so hot, and yeah. it turns out he's there because he's there about finding the ugliest <laughs> people they can. <laughs> so my my uh, and then there's an episode where Jesus is is like a hot dude and and Francine like <laughs> yeah and and, and uh, Stan gets all upset because it's Jesus but it's, exactly yeah. and then and as he like rises from the wall, out of the pool there's there's this thing like a guitar riff and this shredding vocal riff and that's me. No way, man. That's amazing. That's so that's cool. I'm not, I can't lie. That's just cool. <laughs> that's just cool. Yeah. So I'm going to go with American Dad. Oh, okay. I would go with American Dad, too. Um, the you know Beatles just, or the Rolling Stones? I was just going to jump in. I love Family Guy. I've loved Family Guy for so long. And, and it's really good. But I think American Dad is just a little bit more quality. I oh, hate yeah. to say it. It's totally There's, taken over. I guess it's a different route they went you know less yeah. randomness but I, they're both great but i'm excited to see the new stuff because now they've switched to tbs and that's right yeah so i'm i'm, I'm very excited about same that. here um so you say beatles or stones beatles yeah friends go, no, nothing against the stones but i am a humongous beatles fan and, really oh yeah cool yeah friends or seinfeld seinfeld nice you know, okay, I've got to say this just because it always makes Ross embarrassed, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm here to do. Ross has never seen Seinfeld. No. Really? I've never seen Seinfeld. He may be the only person in this world that's never seen Seinfeld. My good friend, you you should you should get the box set and watch the whole... Yeah. You know, that's probably going to happen. Yes. Maybe start that from season two. I don't, the, fir- the very yeah. first season of Seinfeld, it was, for its time, it was cool, but it was really because that show had the time to develop that it yes. became as brilliant as it was. Yes. At the beginning, it really was kind of a show about nothing, which is a brilliant idea, but there needs to be some substance behind the nothing. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, but Seinfeld, one of my favorite shows of all time, I Same. probably still to this day have every line memorized. And Same. speaking of Brian Cranston, you remember his yes. character of Tim Watley, the dentist. That's right, that's yeah. right. I always forget that until I see him in the episode again, and my wife and I are always like, hey, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's Brian, oh my gosh, what's he called on Breaking Bad? Walter it's, uh, White. Walter White. No, what is his other name? Uh, oh, uh, Heisenberg. Heisenberg, yeah. <laughs> and he's like so young, he's like in his 30s there. Oh, totally. Well, that's the thing about Brian, that he, he just, destroyed that amazing dramatic role and yeah. really he's one of the funniest dudes really i mean he's oh god he's so funny his his work in comedy is unreal you know it's like it's like a tom hanks or something you know tom hanks his early stuff so funny, yeah the 80s and funny comedic actor and then you know got into serious stuff and really showed his his chops overall mm-hmm. brian's right up there cool yeah now, how about Nashville or Los Angeles? I gotta go LA because it's my my home, born and raised here. I love Nashville, and it's it's really great, and it's kind of become of like a mini LA in a certain sense because so many people moved from here to there uh, in the last couple of years. But um, no, I mean, I love I love Nashville, but LA is my my hometown. So, I gotta so go Jay Leno or my personal favorite, but he now mm-hmm. he's canceled, Craig Ferguson. 
Oh, well, I was, I, I've been on both shows. No kidding. Both. You've been on Craig Ferguson? That's I why I asked him. Twice. That's I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I was on, uh, I've, I've been on the Tonight Show twice, but with other artists. I played with, with uh, Snoop Dogg and then I played with my friend Josh Kelly on the Tonight Show. I've actually done Ferguson twice myself with I my- I didn't know that. You know, I probably have like seen, I, I'm, I, I've been a huge fan of Craig Ferguson. Yeah. I think he's a genius. I think he, he completely just did something completely different and broke down that whole format. I mean, you're probably aware that he's done shows where literally the whole model, like 20 minutes, he's just talking about yeah. his father who had just passed away the day before. Yeah. And like, it's just, he's a real dude. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I just, I, I actually, I was at a taping uh, last year there and he's, you probably know this, he's the exact same off camera as he is yeah. on the show. Like probably even funnier and more sincere. Like, totally. So what was it like being on that show? And I'm only uh, asking that selfishly. We don't usually do this in 20 questions, but I love Craig Ferguson. So well, well, it was me. wonderful. I mean, both of my experiences on the, on that show were absolutely great and they were a few yeah. years apart. So it was like, you know, it was good to see how the show has yeah. been over time. But yeah, really wonderful. I mean, Craig is just, he's such a funny, smart Yes. I mean, it's it's like, you know, there's Leno is is like a giant teddy bear. He's the sweetest dude ever. Really, has eh? the largest head I think I've ever seen on a, <laughs> on a human um, And I don't mean that figuratively. I mean yeah. that quite literally. Yeah, yeah. He, he peeks his head in to to say like, "Hey guys, you know, have a good show." Such a doll, uh, such a sweet, sweet man. Like, really. Head into the oh yeah, always like that's really good to thing. say hi and the whole thing with his enormous head and and uh but and he's such a sweetheart but no i'll go i'll go with ferguson the dude put me on his show twice that's awesome that's so, yeah. really cool right ferguson uh, michael jackson or michael bolton <laughs> michael jackson <laughs> sorry Ross. don't laugh like that's such a ridiculous <laughs> question say michael bolton yeah ross okay. can you please can you please bring keaton up to speed why besides the fact that you were raised on michael bolton why you are exceptionally you know um excited about the idea of, of Michael Bolton. Can you just tell us? Well, because of the power grab, because of the hair, because the of just like the cheesy epic... The power grab like this. But key also, changes, you yeah, know? But, but, yeah, All like that. this. I always go like this. But he also oh, tweeted yeah. you once, so that's... Oh, he did tweet me once. So they're oh, like, yeah, yeah, I think Marcy wants to bring this up on every episode now because I think it's been brought up like three times. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he tweeted me once. Um, that's awesome. But yeah. It was pretty cool. I, I tweeted him first. He didn't just he didn't just tweet right, me. Right. You know, like, hey Ross, like, I'm a yeah, huge fan. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like. There go. is my kind of. <laughs> so so well, I heard you like my hair. I heard you. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. Uh, I heard a lot about you. You know. Yeah. yeah. Keaton, so, twerk or work? <laughs> work. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That's not as fun, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a, I, it took me a minute to get into the American office because I was a very big fan. Uh, of I never watched the UK office, but I oh, love really? the American office. Yeah. I, I, I got to that place and I really fell in love with it and it really became an incredible, incredible program. But, um, but before that, I was such a huge fan of the original office and the first season of the, of the American office, they were kind of trying to, to stay too close to the original and it wasn't working because it seemed a little forced to me, especially because I was familiar with it. They found their own way, went their own direction. Yeah. And kicked ass. But yeah, so Ricky Gervais over Ricky Martin, even though Ricky Martin's an awesome dude too. (laughs) Whale or kale? Whale or kale? We don't really know what it means. Uh, Okay, okay. Well, I'm good with kale. I'd rather eat kale. Yes, exactly. I'd rather 
kale become extinct than whale become extinct. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm kind of torn on that. I'm, I'm a vegan, so I don't them. want to see whales go extinct, but I also need kale so badly because I eat it like every day. So, oh, God, <laughs> the dilemma. <laughs> I'd eat it every day, but I, if I knew that it was going to, you know, extinguish all whale life. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Whale kale. Whale kale. <laughs> <laughs> Bat Midler or the Riddler? <laughs> Bat Midler. <laughs> Midler's been popular lately. Yeah, she has people been. People are digging her right now. I don't know. She must be like the it thing now, you know? She's kind of like I, the new Taylor Swift, you know? That would be her. <laughs> new exactly. I'm sure she would really appreciate that comparison. That's like all those people who didn't know who Paul McCartney was on Kanye. Oh, God, yeah. I didn't even yeah. read a single of those articles. I just I looked on Facebook oh. and I was like, nope, I'm nope. not going to. This, it'll make me too angry. <laughs> <laughs> and drum roll, please, Ross. This is the okay. last question, the most important question. Thank, Thank you. you. He's doing a better drum roll than I could ever do. <laughs> Keaton, Ross, yeah, Ross, or Marcia? What? I'm, I'm, I'm choose one of us. Yeah, we're terrible human beings. I'm listen, sorry. Listen, you guys. Oh, we do. You guys are awesome. Okay, you're awesome dudes. We've hit yep. it off. We're hitting it off. <laughs> Finally, someone says it, Russ. All right? <laughs> but it's it's very important that we take care of ourselves first. Otherwise, we're no good to, 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 to be of service to anyone else. I, I have it. to choose myself. <laughs> You're the first person to do that. I love it. I have a damn good reason for it. You are. What's the reason? The reason. Oh, the reason you decide. Okay, yeah. yeah it's true, man. It's true. you got to love yourself yeah. first and foremost. Dude. That's it. Very important. Hey, he really he he's he probably got out of that question the most cleverly. Then is that even a word? Cleverly, the most yeah, clever way of getting out of a question. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. So, Kim, what are you listening to nowadays? What are you spinning on your uh, iPod or whatever? Oh wow! Oh sure, I shouldn't say that. Or MP3 just player. Call it a listening we'll, say, device. we'll say MP3 right. player that has like uh, yeah, 100 megabytes and out. you could put 10. So- you could put like 20 songs. on it. You know what I'm talking about. Back I in remember day. those days. They were bad days. I have an MP3 player. Look, it has six. I had to change my songs every night because I I was like I'm bored of this already and I had like too much that I wanted to listen to. Well, I I'm a huge science buff. I and I've been really fascinated by the evolution of technologies. I read a lot of Ray Kurzweil and Michio Kaku and a lot of stuff about the future. So I like there's so many amazing statistics like, you know, the, the a computer of a certain amount of memory was a million dollars and filled up a room. Now it's, you know, your phone is a million times more powerful than that. In yeah. the next 10, 15 years, those that technology will be microscopic. It'll be the size of a blood cell. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like incredible that kind of stuff i love the way those things have changed and i yes of course i rem- i also remember mini disc players and the uh do you remember mini di- mini disc yeah all the small ones i yeah, never I, had I, one i remember I had them. One. Yeah. oh i had one and i was it is Ridiculous. most useless thing i yeah. i have <laughs> and sometimes they'd be in different shapes too and stuff just stupidly it makes no sense a perfect example of a technology that did not catch on no exactly um, but anyway, I've, I've of course talked myself into a place where I don't even remember what the hell we're talking about to begin with. <laughs> what is <laughs> music recommendations? What have you been listening to? Yeah, what are you listening to? I love. Um, I really dig a band that's out right now called the Bar Brothers. They are incredible. You guys should check them out. B A R R. And there's another one, and it's it's funny because they're also named the something brothers, the Wood Brothers. 
incredible. So, so great. I just, I love them. And then I've got a lot of great friends who are, who are super talented. I mean, you mentioned Tyler Hilton and Tara Naomi. I highly recommend both of those artists. Uh, Tony Luca, one of my dear friends coming out with a new album in like a week. So check out those names. Or by the time this airs, a new album that just came out recently. <laughs> Wait, exactly. Yeah. This album has come out years ago. Or it's indeterminate time. But no, and then also, I always listen to a lot of old stuff too. I'm mm. like I said, a big Beatles fan. Listen to a lot of jazz music and and a lot of uh, world music because I've, I have a degree in ethnomusicology that is oh, cool. uh, study of world music, and so I listen to a lot of West African music, a lot of. Turkish and Indian music, a lot of Tuvan throat singing, <laughs> and um, cool. and then a lot of old blues, man. Especially these days, because the I'm getting back to my blues blues roots with with my new stuff, and you know just keeping that raw thing. And so I'm going right back to where it all started for me, which is with Muddy Waters, Howlin' Wolf, Robert Johnson, BB King, Ray Charles, and so on and so on. Sure. Keaton, where can people find your line? Um, I, um, I know it's. KeatonSimmons.com, right? Simons. Keaton Simons. Oh my god, sorry. Simons. No, no, that, that happens. Broke the podcast. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Um, yeah, KeatonSimons.com. Yeah, K-E-A-T-O-N-S-I-M-O-N-S.com. And then uh, Facebook slash Keaton Simons Music. Twitter is at Keaton Simons. Instagram is at Keaton Simons. I'm trying to get the information to you. So if you are paying attention, you'll see it. <laughs> good, good. Go at him, like him, follow him, do whatever. Yes. Subscribe Please. to him, tickle him. Whatever, yeah. Yeah. whatever it is. Whatever's the next whatever, thing. Whatever is the next Yeah, and tickle. <laughs> That'll be the next yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, trademark. Well, trickle. Trademark, yeah. That's a that bridge Atlantic. We're going to start our app and it's going to be a tickle. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, honestly, it's been a pleasure meeting you. It's been a pleasure awesome. chatting with you. Uh, please do come back very soon. Maybe after your record's out, we'd love to have you oh, on yeah. and, um, and talk about uh, some, some other fun stuff. You can tell us about all the other shows you've been on that we didn't know about. Terrible prep. Absolutely. No, no, no. You guys did, did more than enough prep. But no, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I look, look forward to doing it again whenever you guys want. Awesome, brother. Take awesome. care. Right on. See Thanks See you a later. lot. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome. And we'll see you next week. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.